Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, December 19th. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we're going to do it uh, musical style today. Music oriented, if you will, with a little bit of chatter thrown in here and there. I know you want to catch up on uh, Real Housewives, so we'll, we'll get that stuff to you, but it's largely going to be music based. So sit back, put your feet up, relax a little bit, and we'll jump right in.
Hey, what's happening? This is Quinn. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It is Saturday, December 19th. Christmas is about six days away. Not just about, it is actually six days away, which means there are only, hell, I don't know, five shopping days left until Christmas. How does that calculation work? And why do we even have, why is the shopping days calculation even a thing? Is that only business days or does that include weekends? I assume it includes weekends because who wouldn't be shopping on the weekends? But if it includes weekends, then why is there even a shopping days countdown? You, You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me personally um you know if we're gonna go with the you know shopping days until christmas but it's just one less than the actual days until christmas you know why not just like have x amount of days till christmas that doesn't make a lot of sense to me anyways this is my show and uh, we are playing christmas tunes primarily although um there are a couple things that i want to uh, make sure we we take care of on today's episode. Um, number one, listener discretion is advised. Although today we're going to keep it very wholesome. Although I've already sworn once. Although it's like swearing light when you say hell. I mean that's like a Christian swear. I don't think that that should really count as like if you say hell in the workplace. It's not like that. Wow, he just swore. It's that's kind of like I feel like common vernacular. Number two, this show is objectively terrible, and I think today is is not too bad, but I will say that everything I'm playing today is just from memory, from scratch. We're not playing off of any music or something. And, you know, I, I am a pianist, and I play a decent amount of Christmas carols and songs this time of year, but, you know, as you've already noticed, it's not always perfect. So I will uh, I beg for your forgiveness here when I miss a note or two. Um, before we get back into the music, I want to give everyone a quick rundown on this past week's episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, um, which was pretty entertaining. If I'm if I'm you know being honest, so the the whole thing is kind of uh, this whole week's episode is kind of centered around the fact that. Um, Sundance is coming up and Sundance is uh, a big festival, music, arts, film, uh, it takes place, uh, fashion apparently, um, I learned from this show, uh, it takes place in Park City. So it's right up these ladies alleys. Uh, so again, we've got six housewives. We have, uh, Heather and Whitney, they are cousins, they are blonde. And then you have Meredith, whose husband, Seth, uh, they are separated. They have a son, Brooks, who's important in this episode. Then there's Lisa, who is the queen of Sundance, apparently. Um, she does like marketing and events planning. So this is a lot of stuff for her. And then there's Mary Trump, who's the Episcopal preacher, married her step-grandfather. And then you have Jen Shaw, who is just, as each episode passes, becomes more and more unlikable. At first, I thought Mary was like by far the worst one, but Mary has been consistent in, you know, I think this was episode six, something like that. Like, you know what you're going to get from Mary week in, week out. Jen Shaw just finds a way to be worse and worse every week. Um, And so there was a lot going on in this episode. It was pretty action-packed. There wasn't a lot of fat, um, lots of kind of moving the plot 
ahead here thing. Um, and so, you know, it's Sundance season. Everyone is very excited. Um, we meet up with Jen Shah, who is at her office. And I said this to Rachel when we were watching it. No one really understands what she does, but she's roller skating around her office. And she's talking about like how she's built up her empire. But really, I think she just married Sharif Shah, who's the defensive backs coach at uh, University of Utah. And I don't think that she really actually does anything except for get Botox. So she's roller skating around her office, which is just weird. And she has multiple assistants, which doesn't really make any sense to me because I don't feel like she does anything. But Stuart is kind of her main assistant. We've met him before, but it's been a little bit, a little while. And they're talking about like Sundance parties. And apparently when Stuart gets wasted, he starts rapping and his name is Stu Chains. And um, it's, yeah, this guy's, guy's kind of goofy, but Jen Shah again has multiple assistants, which doesn't really make any sense. Um, and then Lisa, pretty much the whole episode is just like running around to, there's literally one segment that's just focused on her and she's just like going around to all these different event spaces. And I don't really understand what they are. It just seems like she's throwing or like event planning for a bunch of tiny little parties and like corporate events. So she's just kind of doing that. Even at one point, um, we, we, um, cut to her house and I don't know where her husband is, but it's just her kids and their babysitter who looks like, you know, she's like 15 years old. They ordered carry out or delivery, whatever, from B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings, and they try FaceTiming their mom, Lisa, and she doesn't answer. Um, so that's basically all that Lisa does in this episode. Not to say she's not busy, because she's, the reason she's not in the episode much is because she's super busy. Um, Sundance is like her thing with her company. So then you have um, Whitney, who again, probably Whitney and Heather are my favorite. Um, they're cousins and Whitney's house. Uh, Jen comes over for like a hot tub party. Stuart drops her off and you should see what Jen Shaw wears in the hot tub. You should just Google it. I mean, before she even gets there, she's doing the like fur bikini thing from Snow Dogs and her bikini is just so extra it's just there's too much going on and they go in the hot tub and they're kind of getting a buzz on and Jen is just like can't let this whole Mary Trump thing go she keeps trying to bring it bring it up but Whitney is like no like we're not going to talk about that right now like you need um to take a chill pill basically um and then Basically, next you have Whitney's husband. I think his name is Chris. He's like 20 years older than her. Remember, they had a sultry affair because Chris was her boss. I don't think he's her boss anymore. I don't really know what Whitney does. Um, maybe she's just a full-time housewife. I'm not sure. But they are going to do a big birthday blowout. So they get on a party bus and everyone is there except for um, Lisa's not there and Mary Trump is not there. I think the other four housewives are all on the party bus. And it's just like crazy. You know, Whitney's a big like pole dancer and there's just a lot of stuff going on the party bus, tequila shots, tequila shots out of belly buttons. And then they come back and there's a birthday party hosted at one of their friend's house. And they're just like a lot of action. It's like classic Desperate Housewives kind of stuff. And um, again, I think Mary Cosby shows up to the party, but she's not really doing anything. She didn't get a ton of action this episode. Although after the party, at one point, um, we do cut to Mary's house and she's talking with her housekeeper. And we learn that her housekeeper, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to remember exactly the relation. I think it is her, um, her parent, one of her parents' cousins. So that her housekeeper um, is her first cousin once removed, first cousin once removed up a generation. And we learn that, you know, they're not really close, but it's weird because they've like been together for like 20 years or something. She's been her housekeeper. Anyways, whatever. 
And so that's pretty much all we get from Mary. Um, Meredith is getting ready for the Park City Fashion Show or the Sundance Fashion Show. I don't really remember what it's called. Um, it's this whole big thing. Apparently, it's the first time they've done it. And uh, I think Meredith is going to walk in it. And she convinces Whitney to walk in it. And then, of course, you have Brooks. Brooks is Meredith's son. He was He's like 21. He dropped out of school just to be featured on the show. And apparently, we learn in this episode, he has his own clothing line, which doesn't make a lick of sense to me at all because throughout this whole show, Brooks is just like wearing the most boring, basic, what I would consider like normal clothes, like usually just like jeans or sweatpants and like a sweater, but not like a, like a, you know, crazy fashionable sweater that you'd be like, oh wow, that's fashion. It's just like the most basic thing, but apparently he has a clothing line named after him, which doesn't really make a ton of sense to me whatever. He's designing a bunch of stuff for the fashion show, and apparently he's going to walk in it too, which was teased at the end of last week's episode. And I thought we were going to get it this time, but apparently it's not even happening until next week. So they're getting ready for um, the fashion show. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it's just the two of them at the house. Seth isn't there and their other kids are at college. And um, it's just like mayhem ensues. The alarm in the house starts going off, which doesn't make any sense. The toilet is overflowing. The dog has been like um, satanically uh, consumed or something. It looks like it needs an exorcism. It will not stop barking. And so Meredith is like calling maintenance people to come fix it. Um, and they're going to be late. They, they show up to the fashion show, like 45 minutes late, whatever. Eventually they, they go to, um, you know, hair and makeup. Um, and then the other thing that happens, there's this big, like Sundance kickoff party that is hosted at Jen Shaw's house. And it's like, it's okay. It's not that interesting, but we do um, get we do meet these two ladies from Vanderhouse Rules, which is I think like Cider House Rules. If you've seen the Tobey Maguire Michael Caine movie, I haven't seen it, but Rachel was telling me about it, and they're talking to those ladies, and I don't know who they are, but apparently other people do. And the big thing at this party is Heather, who we haven't you know heard a ton from this episode. Oh, I should mention earlier in the episode, Heather and because this is important for the party, Heather and. Whitney Whitney, again, they're cousins. They go out to um, get drinks and they're talking about how like when you go to a bar in Utah, um, all the drinks are super watered down. Anyways, Whitney is talking about her or not Whitney. Heather is talking about her love life. And like, remember, she used to be married and she has a, a ton of kids, not a ton, but maybe like three kids. I think they're daughters. Um, they're, they're still pretty little. They're like teenagers at this point, maybe early teens. And she's divorced now. We never we haven't met her husband. Um, that's like the only spouse we haven't met. Um, and she's like, uh, I really want to find love, yada, yada, yada. So we cut to this party, and all of a sudden, she's, like, ready to get laid. Um, and so she's talking to this black guy who's, like, with the AV equipment or something. And she's kind of flirting with him, but she's clearly rusty. Anyways, eventually, I think his name is, like, Jack or Curtis or something. Eventually, they leave together. Ooh, and uh, that's the last we see of Heather this episode. So presumably, she is having a, a good time. And that's pretty much all that happens in this episode episode next week we're going to get um you know the 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 fashion show we're going to get everything going on at sundance and uh, i think whitney's dad is making a reappearance i think he's back from rehab remember that hair holy cow that hair is wild if you haven't seen it just google um real housewives whitney's dad and you'll see it it just doesn't make any sense um god bless the guy he's you know getting help uh he's in rehab for uh you know painkilling addictions painkiller addictions but boy it is just rough Okay, so 
that's pretty much what happened in the episode, and I promised this would be a largely music-based episode. So let's go ahead and uh, jump back into some of the music here, and I'm going to play a couple tunes that also involve singing. I will mention two things. One, apologies for my voice. I'm not a, a great singer, but I'm just going to do it, and we'll see how it goes. Two, the other thing, levels have been tricky um, for obvious reasons. I will give a quick shout-out to hashtag brother of the podcast, Walter Furness. Thank you so much for the uh, mic stand, uh, probably from Kelly as well. Shout out to Kelly. Um, I'm using the mic stand for the first time today. Um, we've got one mic going, and it's we're going to try to capture the the piano and uh, my my voice audio. So um, I I was tinkering around quite a bit, did a lot of uh, takes before I actually decided to record um, to try to get levels right. It's not perfect. Hopefully, you don't have to do too much like adjusting of your um, your volume, however you're listening to this. But thanks again for tuning in. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump back in. And I'm doing, I'll mention, I'm doing this episode all in one take, um, just for, for time's sake. So let's jump back into it, and we're going to play a couple here, then we'll read some ads, and then we'll finish up with some music. And uh, that'll wrap us up. So let's let's get back going here. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that sand on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas Merry Christmas A Merry Cosby Christmas you 
Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly and so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Savior's birth. Long 
Long lay the world in sin and ever pining Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices for yonder Oh. Uh-huh. 
All right, I want to take this opportunity to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. We won't do a full ad read here, but uh, you know, let's just uh, make sure that everyone out there gets paid, myself included, and that everyone is grateful um, for this happy holiday season. Um, oops, I had to change my Google Docs. I have to change the account. I opened up Google Docs and all I saw were early decision essays and why I went to apply to Vanderbilt and what things you should know about me, dear admissions office. Um, that's China for you. Um, okay, our, our ad reads here. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to Home Pride Organ Inspection Services located in Bend, Oregon. It's Steve Furness and he is coming in hot and uh, it's looking like good chance he's going to be featured on next week's podcast, our Christmas special. Um, and uh, thank you to uh, Steve. Uh, you can call him if you need your home inspected. His number is 541-410-0316 or just head to homeprideorgan.com. While you're there, you can see the type of work that he's doing. You can read customer reviews. It's got all the good stuff. So again, 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideorgan.com. Home Pride Organ Inspection Perfection. And the Samson Q2U series uh, is nestled in a mic stand today for the first time in three years of doing this show, which is super cool. Uh, thanks again to Walt and Kelly for purchasing this cool mic stand for me. I feel very professional. And soon I will be a pro gamer. Gotta start a Twitch stream. I think that's the next step. You're for the podcast. Podcast on Twitch. I mean... Hey, people are doing it. You can watch um, Dan Bernstein, 670 The Score, uh, weekdays from 9 to noon Central uh, on Twitch, which is pretty neat, and I do that sometimes. Uh, But the Samsung Q2U series, it's got crisp, clear audio quality, and just remember, when God speaks, he uses a Samsung. And finally, this is timely because we just uh, did one yesterday, a little Cut by Q. Cuts by Q is uh, Northwest... Uh, no, not Northwest, North Chicago, uh, North Shore almost. Um, it is our, the you know the hottest new barber. We're going rogue here. And uh, we can do fades and bowl cuts. I'll make you look like Ramona Quimby, whether you like it or not. Ooh, we're getting a call from potential spam. Let's, let's answer it live on the air and see if uh, I'm going to put this on speakerphone. Who knows what it is? It's just labeled as potential spam. Let's see what this is. They hung up. Oh well. Well, that was fun while it lasted. I don't know if it came through. We got a little hello. Um, and it just showed up on my iPhone as potential spam. And honestly, anyone who's calling me at 11.20 a.m. on a Saturday, like, if you are trying to, you know, con someone out of some money or do something, like, pick a, pick a better time to call. You never thought you were going to be featured live on one of Chicago's top 500 podcasts. Um, now they know who they're messing with. Maybe he was calling for a Cuts by Q, because I was about to say, call us at 
298-7200, and that's what he called. Or you could email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Honestly, better chance of reaching if you email us. Um, although I, I'll say we, we only check that email maybe once a year or so. So hopefully I check it right after you sent a, an inquiry. Um, but that's Cuts by Q. Um, oh, when you need a fresh do something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Well, that was pretty neat. Took me a hot second to find the right pitch. Um, I don't have perfect pitch, nor have I ever had perfect pitch. Um, I did, you know, when I was in college, um, oral skills. I never had to take the class. Uh, six quarters of it, I tested out every single time. But I would, especially my freshman year, when I was had a little bit of imposter syndrome. Um, you know, wasn't didn't wasn't sure like how good I actually was at music compared to some of my peers. Um, which I think imposter syndrome is things a lot of people go through regardless of, you know, their, their area, but I would do a lot of interval training. So like if I play this, you know, what interval is that? Is a tritone or major third, minor six, etc. Uh, I do a lot of that. And then I just do a lot of like tones as well. So you, you know, you play a random tone on your, uh, your keyboard. It's a software. It, it gives it to you, you know, they play this. What is that? You know, a... D flat, C sharp, etc. That sort of thing, um, and I got really good at it um, to the point where you know, perfect pitch is kind of an elusive concept, but um, or a complicated concept. I never had like a hundred percent accuracy every single time, but when I was in the zone, especially my first two years of college, um, you know, it, it was pretty pretty spot on. So um, that's what I had in terms of ad reads. A quick little thank yous to our sponsors. Um, and again, this is a pretty much an all music episode of the Bean Town Podcast, and we're just going to finish it off with uh, a couple of songs. Um, and if you're curious, did I prepare for this? Do I have a set list? No, this has been um, all off the time I had. And honestly, for the most part, I finish a song and then think, what song do I want to play next? What key is it going to be in? Uh, should I stick with the same key, try a new key, that sort of thing? That's how we've been rolling. Um, and oh, thank you to potential spam for calling us live on the air. Um, I know you, you only said hello, but your hello really made this episode. So a happy holidays to you too. I hope you enjoyed that little up on the housetop ditty I played for you. Um, so let's finish off here and I don't even know what I'm going to play next, but let's just pick a note E flat. That sounds good. And, uh, yeah, let's play us out. What do you mean to play us out? There's no words there. We'll do it live. We are doing it live. This has all been one take. And I forgot my water in the other room. So getting parched. Like in Pokemon, when you have to when if you want to pass through like the 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 you know the entryway, you gotta give the guards water from Celadon City. Right, guys? Freshwater, lemonade, or soda pop. You always pick fresh water, it's cheapest. That 50 polka dollars really goes a long way at the end of the game. When you need to buy Hyper potions for the Elite Four. We always bought max potions, which is just like stupid. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I'm pretty sure we all bought max potions growing up. When hyper potions give you 200 HP, and how many Pokemon have more than 200 HP? Maybe if you're rolling out a Snorlax or something, but um, okay, here we go. We picked um, E flat. Um, here we go.
Mary.
last one. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. GarageBand made it all the way to that point before it cut out. Now we're done. Merry Christmas. Talk to you later.